Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode two. Uh, This week, we are talking about a concept that is probably quite familiar to most women in midlife, and that is change. Um, There's a quote by Dr. Steve Maraboli, which I love, and the quote is, Change is nature's way of offering us the opportunity to explore the parameters of our humanity and potential. Don't fight it. Embrace it. There is a magical experience awaiting those who embrace this natural process. I love that quote. Um, as, As you know, and especially if you listened to last week's episode, I am no stranger to change. Um, I won't say it has always been easy, but what I have come to realize is that change is natural and normal and actually very necessary, Um, both in terms of physical changes, emotional changes, professional changes. We are not meant to remain stagnant. Um, We can look to nature to see evidence of the fact that stagnation equals decline. So I believe... Uh, I choose to believe that change offers us opportunities to learn more about ourselves, to love ourselves more, and to create lives that we love. Um, We always have a choice as to how we view things, and I would encourage you to choose to see change as a positive thing. Form an empowering belief about it, because whatever you choose to think is going to determine how you feel about it, and ultimately it will determine your experience of it. Change is not something that any of us are escaping, so we might as well make peace with it and develop a healthy relationship with change. Um, And that's what I'm going to offer you some tips for doing today. Um, Change is challenging to our brains, and I think, you know, we, we... need to understand why that is. So the brain wants one thing and one thing only, and that is to keep us safe and to keep us comfortable, right? That's, that's the goal of the brain, safety and comfort. And change always feels unsafe and uncomfortable because we're stepping into the unknown, right? Uh, change also feels like a lot of work because it forces us to do some inner work It forces us to explore and find out who we are and what we want. So because change leads to growth and evolution, it requires a little bit of effort. And that is not what the brain wants. (laughs) The brain wants, again, safety and comfort. So because of that, we experience a lot of resistance around change. Um, I'll never forget watching a news story years ago. Um, it was on the television, and they were showing a baby that was being pulled away from her abusive mother. And the baby was crying and screaming and clawing and fighting to get back to the mother, who, again, was abusive. And it just 
really drove home the idea that we will always fight for what is familiar and what is comfortable, even when it's no longer good for us. Um, so, so one way that we can manage this resistance is simply to expect it. You know, if we go into a situation that involves change and we expect that resistance is going to come up and we're going to, you know, probably have to do some thought work around that. And if we're willing to move through the discomfort and pivot as we're required to, we can make that process a little bit smoother. Um, midlife is an amazing time in our lives. However, it's a time that is super scary because change is the name of the game, right? I mean, you know, some changes, particularly the physical ones, might be thrust upon us and we may not feel like we have a choice. Other changes we choose, um, often because we feel we have to. So, for you know, for example, there might be a job change. You might be suddenly caring for an aging parent. You might be dealing with some um, issues with children. You may have an empty nest, right? There are just circumstances, some within our control and some outside of our control, um, that, that confront us in midlife and force us to change. So it really is a time that we, we have to examine our beliefs about change and we have to kind of figure out how to navigate around it because we're not going to be able to avoid it. Um, suddenly the things that once worked for us no longer work. And again, we're confronted with the choice of either fighting it, which creates a lot of inner turmoil and ultimately just doesn't work, or the choice to develop a new self-concept and a new way of living. Um, and both of those feel really hard. So we do resist and resist and resist, and this is what creates a lot of stress and anxiety and keeps us stuck. So here are some ways to think about change and to think about midlife that might help you to navigate the inevitable changes that occur at this time. One is we need to understand that circumstances outside of us do not create our feelings. Our thoughts create our feelings. And this is, this is you know, sometimes a, a big shift for people to make. Understand that our thoughts about midlife are going to create our feelings and our experience of it. If you're somebody who has a lot of resistance to growing older, examine your thoughts about it and know that you can simply choose different thoughts. I know that seems way too simple, the idea that you can just choose a different thought, but that is really the case. Um, and it may take practice. It may not be something that feels natural right away, but you can consciously choose the thoughts you think. And I'll give you an example. I choose to believe that the second half of life is the best part of our lives. That is a conscious choice. I do not believe in decline or loss or outliving my usefulness. I don't believe in physical limitations, in no longer working or contributing to society. Those are not part of my vision of my future. My vision of the future is that of a vibrant, powerful, passionate woman who continues to contribute to the world in a beautiful and necessary way. I envision myself as a elegant woman. When I came up with that term, when I, you know, had a, a vision of what that represented, 
that's what I believe lies ahead for me. And I've developed a very detailed, specific vision of this. I know who I will be and the experiences I will create, and I hold to that vision. So my advice to you is create a compelling idea of the second half of your life, one that really, truly inspires you. And if you find that difficult, feel free to borrow mine. Think about that idea of the elegant woman, what that represents to you, and hold to that vision. Another tip is to focus on one change at a time, if you can. And I understand that there are times in our lives that things are thrust upon us and we may not have the ability to choose one change at a time. Um, but wherever possible, try to focus on one area to change at a time because it will minimize overwhelm. So for example, if you're dealing with physical symptoms of menopause or perimenopause, and you want to make some major changes to your diet and your fitness regimen, then it's probably not the time to decide to move to a new home. Um, if you're caring for an aging parent, at that time, you may not want to make a major career change, right? It sounds like common sense, but I see so many women at this stage of life who go to extremes. Either they want nothing to change or they want absolutely everything to change. So spend some time thinking about what you want, prioritize what is most important, and put your energy and your focus on that. It'll be far more effective and much less overwhelming. Um, number three, retrain yourself to put yourself and your well-being first. This is a new concept for most women. We as women are so good at putting the needs of others above our own, but this way of being no longer serves us. And I don't think it ever served us, but it especially doesn't serve us now. Many women come into this stage of life pretty exhausted, and that is not helpful. It's not helpful to us mentally, emotionally, or physically. So we really must retrain ourselves to a new way of living, one that recognizes that we have to take care of ourselves. I am not suggesting that we don't care for our people. Obviously, we are going to care for the people we love, but we can't do it at our own expense any longer. This is the time to get really clear about what we want and to put ourselves at the top of our to-do list. Um, number four, get good at making decisions, even the hard ones. Don't get stuck, as so many women do, in indecision. There are no right or wrong decisions, okay? And I really want you to hear that. There is no right decision or wrong decision. There's only a decision. So when you're confronted with change, Trust in your ability to make a good decision and just move forward knowing that the outcome, no matter what it is, is what's meant to be. I know that this is hard, you all. I have been there um, and I no longer allow myself to stay stuck in I don't know and I'm not sure. I make what I believe is the best decision for me and I just trust. Stop doubting. Stop waiting for permission. Stop hesitating, second-guessing, complaining, asking everyone and his brother about it. Just make a decision and then commit to feeling good about that decision. It will change your life when you get good at that. Number five, operate 
from a place of self-love and self-worth. Worthiness is at the heart of wellness. In fact, this is a, a future podcast episode. I'm going to do a whole episode just on this concept. We are so good at loving ourselves. I'm sorry. We are so good. <laughs> I'm saying this in reverse. We're so good at loving others, but we're not nearly as good at loving ourselves and valuing ourselves in the same full unconditional way. When we begin to love ourselves in that way, when we really believe that we're deserving of the very best things that life has to offer, then our choices naturally come to reflect that. So in other words, when we feel worthy, then we make better choices about the food we eat, the way we move, the relationships we invest in, the media we consume, the list goes on and on. So ultimately, we will make much healthier choices when we come from a place of self-love and self-worth. Number six is understand that change happens in two ways. Change can happen from the outside in or from the inside out. And this is actually the concept at the heart of cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, so for example, we, we can make internal changes that will affect our external world, or we can make changes to our external world that will affect our internal state. Um, when you realize this, you can really come to use that to your advantage. Experiment with small shifts and changes. So for example, a different thought, a change in your morning routine, um, a new outfit, a little more sleep, listening to music. That's a big one for me. I love using music to create my mood. Find out what makes you feel good, what helps you to navigate things with a bit more ease, what creates flow and allows you to move forward even when it's difficult and commit to making those changes. And again, some of them will be internal changes that will affect your external world, and some of them will be changes to your external world that will just make you feel better internally. Um, ultimately, what all of these things will help you to do is to see that change always leads to the next version of you. So you can accept change and think of it as an invitation to help create that next version of you or not. But if you begin to view change as being natural and normal and something that will enable you to form the next version of you, then instead of it being threatening, it actually becomes very, very exciting. So if you're struggling with change, I would love to support you. You can visit my website, welligantwoman.com, and fill out a contact form there. Um, while you're there, don't forget to grab your free copy of the Midlife Glow-Up Guide, Seven Days to Your Healthiest, Most Radiant Self. I really believe that just taking seven days to focus on you, you will see a world of difference at the end of one week. Have a wonderful and well-again week, my friends. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.